Hey, what's up, everybody? You're listening to the Enterprise Architecture Radio. If you're thinking about organizational complexity and agility, if you're concerned about operational efficiencies and thinking of taking it to the next level, if managing innovation is one of your priorities, you've come to the right place. On this podcast, we talk about all of that and more. It's a jungle out there, and we'll attempt to navigate this jungle of frameworks, methods, and most importantly, enterprise architecture in practice. A couple of episodes ago, I had asked for my listeners to suggest some of the topics that I should cover as a part of this podcast. And one of the requests that I received was to talk about master data management. Now, I've been putting off this topic for a while because it requires a little bit of research because I've not personally done master data management in my career. And also, I wanted to summarize everything because master data management can be a wide topic to cover. And I wanted to go into a little bit of detail. And as you know, I keep my podcasts to about 15 minutes. So I've done that and I thought that I would cover it in this episode. So what exactly is master data management and why is it so important in the world of data-driven decision-making? Master data management is a process of creating and maintaining a single, consistent, accurate, and complete version of the essential data that is shared and used throughout an organization. So uh, it is the core foundation that ensures businesses have uh, trustworthy data to rely on when making critical choices. If you really think about it, that is enterprise architecture, right? Understanding your organization well, understanding where all your data resides, using all that data, building insights on top of it, and then taking strategic decisions on it. Let's start by understanding the importance of master data management. In the vast sea of data that organizations accumulate, and uh, today organizations accumulate data from all kinds of sources, master data stands out as the key information that defines uh, their entities, such as uh, what is your master data? Your master data is your customers, your suppliers, your employees, etc., etc. So MDM ensures that this crucial data is reliable, up-to-date, and accessible uh, across various systems and departments by specific people who need access to this data. To gain a deeper understanding, let's explore the key components of master data management. So there are um, four components of master data management that we need to understand. Data governance, data quality management, data integration, and data security and privacy. Data governance. This encompasses the policies, procedures, and guidelines for maintaining data throughout its life cycle. Data governance ensures that data is treated as a valuable asset, and it assigns responsibilities for data stewardship and ownership. The second component of master data management is data quality management. Maintaining a high quality is extremely essential for the MDM success. Data quality management involves processes to detect and correct errors inconsistencies and redundancies within the master data management. The third component is data integration. As organizations collect data from various sources and systems, master data management ensures that this data is integrated to provide a unified view of master data, eliminating data silos. Every organization uh, grows its data organically. Over a period of time, it collects data Different business functions, different organizations have their own data, and the probability of 
silos getting created is very high. So master data management takes care of that, ensures that data integration is proper. And the fourth and the last component, which is one of the most important component, I think, is data security and data privacy. Protecting sensitive information is extremely important within an organization. Master data management implements robust data security measures to safeguard master data from unauthorized access and potential breaches. Now, what are the benefits of master data management? Why, why should an organization go for master data management? The first benefit is enhanced decision making. Once we know all the data within the organization, where it resides and how it's integrated and all of that, we build insights on top of that and we take strategic decisions based on that. With reliable and consistent master data, businesses can make well-informed decisions leading to informed outcomes and competitive advantage as an outcome. The second benefit is improved operational efficiency. Master data management streamlines processes by eliminating duplicate and inaccurate data, reducing operational costs, and ultimately increasing productivity. The third benefit of master data management is increased customer satisfaction. With a single and accurate view of customers, organizations can offer personalized experiences, leading to high customer satisfaction and loyalty. Today, we have social media in which we are constantly publishing information about what we are looking for or, or what we are doing in our lives. A good friend of mine recently told me that one evening, he and his friends were talking about car insurance. And he has the Google Home installed at home. He also has an Android mobile phone. And next morning when he was doing a Google search, he saw many advertisements of car insurance. So there is information getting pulled from all over the place, whether you like it or whether you don't like it. Organizations can take benefit of this by understanding hyper-personalized information of customers and designing their services accordingly, which leads to higher customer satisfaction. And then we have regulatory compliance. There are industries today, like the airlines industry or the pharmaceutical industry or the banking and finance industry, that are heavily regulated. Master data management ensures that the organization meets its data privacy and compliance regulations, meeting risks associated with the data breaches and non-compliance. So how do you implement master data management? The implementation of master data management requires a well-planned strategy and execution. Let's explore the essential steps for successful implementation. Step one, assessment and readiness. Conduct an in-depth assessment of your organization's data, its maturity, and readiness for master data management implementation. This might require surveys, this might require analysis of your data, what have you. Once you've done the assessment of your readiness, uh, the second step is data profiling and cleansing because during the analysis, you will realize that the quality of the data is not very good. So we analyze the quality of the data, identify the gaps, and cleanse the data to ensure accuracy. Sometimes the data is redundant and redundancy needs to be re removed. Other times, data is not redundant enough and, and redundancy needs to be built into your data. Step three is data governance framework. Establish a robust data governance framework outlining roles and responsibilities in data policies. Because once you've cleansed the data, uh, you've removed redundancies or what have you, it's important that you maintain the quality of the data, which requires data governance. Step four is a technology selection step. 
choose the right MDM tools and solutions that align with your organization's needs and long-term goals. Tools like Dell Boomi or IBM Infosphere are really good master data management tools that help in supporting multi-domain master data management or uh, multiple deployment options uh, such as on-premise and cloud and a robust support for big data governance and reference data management and uh, scalable solutions with proven performance, especially around data magic. And then step five is data integration and migration. Integrate data from disparate sources into the master data management system, ensuring data consistency and integrity during the migration. Step six is change management and training. Implement a change management strategy to ensure smooth adoption of master data management across the organization and provide training to data stewards. Some of the best practices and challenges of master data management are, uh, first of all, you have to start with data governance. Uh, it's one of the best practices. Uh, strong data governance sets the foundation for successful MDM implementation. So before you actually start implementing master data management, it's important that you have a governance framework where roles are defined and you know um, how the standards are going to be followed. Stakeholder engagement. It is very important that the stakeholders are involved in the entire master data management activity, the design, planning, and implementation of master data management. Stakeholders from different departments need to be bought in to ensure that the master data management aligns with their needs because they'll also only care about master data management if their needs are fulfilled. Data quality monitoring, that's one more best practice that is very important because we need to continuously monitor the quality of the data. And if there are any issues that we see during the monitoring, they need to be addressed. And then finally, measure success. If we do not measure our success, we'll not know whether we are consistently improving the quality of our data or not, or if we are meeting our key performance indicators or not. It's very important that we measure uh, the success of the master data management uh, uh, implementation. To conclude, it's evident that master data management is not just a technical endeavor. It's a strategic approach to unlocking the true potential of data within your organization. By implementing master data management, organizations can pave the way for improved decision-making, operational efficiency, and customer satisfaction. Data is a valuable asset, and, and proper management of master data lays the groundwork for your success in today's data-driven world. If you have any questions or if you'd like to learn more about specific aspects of master data management, feel free to reach out. In the end, all I would like to say is that what I'm seeing these days is people don't talk very much, and this is something that I talk about in, you know, Every conversation that I have with my friends or at the office, or I even talked about it in my last episode. Debates are very important. Uh, people don't talk about what they feel. People don't talk about what they think, what their opinions are about technologies, about uh, data, about artificial intelligence specifically these days, because artificial intelligence is uh, making a bigger and bigger impact. And artificial intelligence ultimately relies on data. A quick idea that I would like to talk about, and this is probably going to be one of the topics that I'll cover in one of my upcoming episodes, is that bias within artificial intelligence. 
bias doesn't come from artificial intelligence bias comes from humans bias comes from the training that we provide artificial intelligence the quote goes bias in bias out and generative ai uh, is becoming more and more popular with the advent of chat gpt and tools like copilot uh, i'm using microsoft 365 copilot there are beautiful capabilities available in generative ai such as image generation and text generation and and so on and so forth now if you ask chat gpt about two universities for example and ask it as to which candidate is going to be more suitable for a specific job description immediately you will start seeing a bias you'll see that this particular university uh, the candidates are more analytical the other university the candidates are more Uh, creative and so on and so forth and these biases are based on the data on which it's been trained now the challenge is that ai is coming whether you like it or not and ai may not take away your job but someone who knows how to use ai may take away your job so ai is not technically directly taking away your job uh, in the future but if you don't talk about it if you don't learn it if you don't understand how to use it then you are in danger so talk about it have discussions have debates we have a beautiful telegram group there's a good number of people that are joining this telegram group but i don't see a lot of discussions happening i can spur discussions myself but i'm already talking on the podcast so much it would be interesting to see people talk about their issues whenever you see an issue at work whenever you are trying to solve a problem uh, don't go about it alone talk about it talk to the communities and i'm not just talking about the podcast uh, telegram group i'm talking about linkedin i'm talking about social media i'm talking about twitter talk to people spur an interesting debate and well talk about this podcast to your friends and family and colleagues and whatever and if you feel that this podcast adds value to your life help others take benefit of it as well the purpose of this podcast primarily is to initiate debate and discussion and get people to talk about technologies and enterprise architecture and how organizations should be managed most efficiently and effectively and it doesn't matter how much experience you have you might be new to the industry or you might be uh, too old for the industry or somewhere in the middle it doesn't matter where you are in your path in your in your roadmap to achieve your goals talk about what you feel that should be very interesting That's all I have for you today folks. I hope you enjoyed the show. More about organizational agility, innovation and enterprise architecture in the practical world in the business right here on the show. But before I end the show, I want you to help me out with this one little thing. Pause the show and share this podcast via WhatsApp or text message with at least one person who might be interested in the show. It could be anyone, your colleague, your boss, someone in your team. That's all I ask. Just one share with one message via text or WhatsApp or any social media of your choice and it would go a long way in supporting this podcast and growing this listener base. Also please don't forget to follow the podcast. That way you'll get notified when we publish a new episode. If you want to find out more about us, you can find us at enterprisearchitectureradio.com. If you have ideas, thoughts, disagreements, please feel free to write to me directly. Uh, we also have a telegram group if you would like to contribute to the ea discussions or what have you just search for enterprise architecture radio on telegram Now the url to join the group is https://t.me/enterpriseracchitectureradio 
While our contact details are there in the show notes, we are very easy to find. Just search for Enterprise Architecture Radio anywhere. Twitter, LinkedIn, Facebook, Instagram, YouTube, even Discord. Once again, I hope you had fun and I'll see you in the next one.